Thank you for listening to Simple Church, where we love God, love others, and serve our world. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Tom Allen. Well, good morning. It's so good to be with you today and uh, wish you just a marvelous, marvelous Thanksgiving. We're not having a Thanksgiving message as such today, but I hope we'll all leave here very, very thankful because we have a God who has just been so good to each one of us. I've been a little verklept this, this morning. I think it's the beautiful weather, but I hope it's also a spirit of just real thanks to God for all of his many blessings. And I look at you, and, and I just want you to know you are a blessing to all of us, each of you are a blessing to each of us because we are connected together. We are one together as a family, and we love each other. We're learning to know each other more and love each other better, and I just think that's wonderful. And so I hope this will be a tremendous week. We've got a whole clan over here that has come, and we're so glad you're here. Hope you have a marvelous Thanksgiving together, and, uh, and, and that for everyone in this place. God has been good. We owe him a lot of praise. Amen. So, we're in the second week of a four-week series called 2020 Vision, and it's about what we're believing God is showing us that He wants for this ministry in the year to come. And every November, we talk about vision and about the future and what God can do and who He is and what great things He has done. And so, we're working with four statements this month. The first one was last week, we're made to move. The second one today is we are created to connect. Next week, we're going to talk about the fact that we're saved to serve. And then the final week is we're blessed to bless. And those four statements form the foundation for what we are looking forward to in the year to come. Last week, we re realized that God made us to move. We are never to be satisfied with the status quo. We are never to sit still and just enjoy what we have right now, but we are always to be pressing forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, believing that because he is God and nothing is too hard for him, there is nothing impossible for him to do. So whatever his people can believe, and then how we obey in that belief, enables God to do all that he can do. And that's more than we have ever thought or imagined. So we learned we are made to move. So this church can never just settle and say, oh, and isn't this nice? Now we got this, so this is all we're going to do. You never do that in life. If you do, you atrophy. You, you, just, you just become old. And we're not going to be old. We're going to be young in our fervor and our zeal for the Lord Jesus Christ. So today we're going to talk about the fact that we are, we are created to connect. So I want you to do something for me, okay? I want you to turn to the person to your right and the person to your left, and I want you to say to them, hello. And I want you to say, I'm really glad you're here. Okay, would you do that? Good. Okay. All right, that's enough of that. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Don't get carried away. <laughs> okay. All right, now let me tell you why I had you do that. 
There's a reason why I had you do that silly little exercise, okay? It was really fun. It was really nice. But that's about all that most churches ever do and ever experience of connection with people. They come in, eat their donut, look at the back of people's heads, listen to some music, and listen to a guy talk for 40 minutes or, or a person talk for 40 minutes, and then they get up sometimes before the service is over, walk out the door, and you never know who they are. I've experienced that all my life, okay? And, and I've been in those kind of churches, and that's why we said simple church is not going to be like that. We're going to have to sit around tables. Who, who wants to come to church and talk to people? My goodness, what a terrible thing to have to do, you know? But we're going to sit around tables. We're going to have to look at each other. We're going to have to actually try to get to know each other a little bit. Maybe find out something about our lives that's really, really important. You know why that's so important? And I think today more than ever before, people are hungry for genuine, authentic, knowledgeable relationships. We have this hunger. Let me read you a statement that's so important. Human beings are created with an innate desire to connect and experience dynamic relationships with God and with people. That's just a desire that everyone has. I mentioned to our prayer group this morning before the service, uh, I said if, if one of the worst punishments you can have in a prison is to be thrown into solitary confinement because you're isolated. And when you're isolated, there's just a longing inside of you. People go nuts in isolation because they have no one to share their life with. God created us to be relational. And the reason is because he's relational. You see, God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And throughout all of eternity, they've had each other, and they've been in this marvelous relationship. And then they decided to create us. Because God, it seems like, in his heart of love, even had more of a desire to share his love with more people, because he's so relational. And he created us in his image. And when he created us in his image, we had rubbed off on us his desire for relationship. That's the reason we can't get away from it. We hunger for it. God as Trinity indicates that in essence, he is relational. And his love only occurs in relationships, not in isolation. And one of the most isolated places today is the church. You know why? Because first of all, we sit in rows and we look at the back of people's heads usually. But more than that, we, we just really aren't encouraged to get to know each other. And when we come to church, one of the things that we have this tendency to do is put on this facade. Oh, everything's wonderful, brother. What a wonderful week. How you doing? Great. You know? And maybe your life's falling apart, but it's great on Sunday morning. Because you can't let anyone know that in church. They might think you're not spiritual. You know? How sad. How unrelational that is. That's why it's so interesting in Genesis how God created the heavens and the earth. And all that is in them. And then he created Adam. He created Adam in his own image. Adam 
means humankind. So with the creation of Adam, or Adam, he created humankind, and created in his image, but he was not enough by himself. God made this statement. It is not good that a man lives alone, dwells alone. And so God did an interesting thing. You know what he did? He created animals. Isn't that interesting? He says, I don't want this guy to be alone, so I'm going to create animals. Now, I love our dog. He's fine, okay? <laughs> but he's not enough, okay? I mean, he's, he's a good friend. Oh, man. But he's not enough. And Adam was naming all these animals, but he was realizing, you know, I got an orangutan here, and I got a snake, and I got a hippopotamus, and I got all these things, but they don't correspond to my humanness. Okay? So God, amazingly, reached down and scooped out his flesh and a bone, and out of that flesh and out of that bone, God built a woman. The word is banah in the Hebrew, banah. He banahed a woman. That means to build a woman. God used the very substance of the man, and he built it, and he formed it, and he molded it carefully, artfully. He constructed it into the woman. And he had one corresponding to him. Male and female were made for each other to physically and spiritually and emotionally share their life together. What a beautiful thing God did because he realized we need connectivity just like he does. So today I want to just tell you there's two places we're supposed to be connected. One is we're supposed to be connected with God. Our life will never be fulfilled or complete or all that he created it to be until we are in that intimate relationship with him through faith in his son Jesus Christ as the forgiver of our sin and the leader of our life. Let me read you what Mark chapter 12 verse 30 says. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So our first and foremost love, our first and foremost connection, relationship, must be with God the Father, and with Jesus Christ His Son, and with that powerful presence of the Holy Spirit who comes to live in the hearts of all who believe in Christ. Now there's an old song that says this, to know, know, know Him or her is to love, love, love Him. And I do, I do, I do. No? To know God is to love him. But we cannot know him if we're not daily connected in that relationship, realizing that he's there, he's walking right beside us. And even if we feel like God's not there, he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. He's always hungry for relationship. He's always saying, I created you to love you and to be in fellowship with you. Will you recognize me? That's why as we are singing these songs this morning, it just touched my heart. A little verklept. Because they're so beautiful about that relationship with God and who he is and what he's done. The more we know God, the more we know truth. And that sets us free from so many relationship 
destroyers. The more we know God and the more we let him guide and direct and fill our lives with his love and his truth and his spirituality living out through us, the more our relationships are blessed. Now, what's interesting is we enter life and we enter relationships with great expectations. I'm always amazed at kids. I mean, watch them coming in here this morning, you know. Kids, when they're born, they've got life. Man, they're excited about life. Whoopee, I get to get up and imagine today. And they're full of imagination. They can take a cardboard box and turn it into a Boeing 737, you know? Just amazing what kids can do. They got this creativity, this imagination, this zeal, this excitement. And you know what we adults do over a period of time? <laughs> we knock it right out of them. Stop that. You can't do that. Uh, you know, oh, I bought you this toy. Why are you playing with a box? You know? And we just knock the creativity. We knock the excitement. We knock the ex expectation right out of our kids so often. And I will tell you, as adults, life can do that to us. Because life stresses. And they, be and they begin to take their toll on our relationship with God. And with people. The, the older you get, the more responsibility, the more, more pressure there is to, to accomplish and to perform and to do what you're supposed to do. I mean, bills have to be paid and the house has to be maintained. The job can sap us of our energy and then kids come in and that can add even more stress. While it's a blessing, it's also more stress. Get ready, Aaron, wherever you are. Get ready, Amanda, wherever you are. Gonna happen any day. Okay. And, and you know what happens is over a period of time, it can cause us to move away from our wonderful love relationship. All these stresses that can happen with God because our lives get so busy and we stop having times of prayer in our life. We stop looking into the Bible and reading it. We stop even going to church many times and having fellowship with other Christians, which can motivate us and encourage us in our lives. And then we wonder why we lose the expectation and the excitement and the joy and the power of life. Oh, man, God wants it to be so good. But he says the only way you're going to experience that is in connection, in relationship with me. Let me just share one other thought before we go on. Anytime there are relationship problems between us and God or us and people, understand this, anytime you have a problem with God or with any person in your life, there's always a root problem of pride. And if you're having a problem with God, understand, he's okay. So point the finger where it belongs, you know? And if you're having a, root, a real problem with anyone else, understand, somewhere there's pride in there, and the only way to overcome pride is for someone to become humble. Humble enough to let God get into the relationship and heal and forgive, bring forgiveness and bring love back into that relationship. And that kind of, that kind of work comes only from God's spirit in our lives, really bringing his love and healing into our hearts. 
This whole thing of connection with God makes or breaks us in our lives. And of course, in our eternity. So the big question is this. How do we stay in, re in consistent relationship with God? How do we stay in that? Well, no one can make us do that. And one of the things that's very key about this church is we will never try to force anyone to do anything spiritually because we can't. That's not the church's job. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's the work of teaching from God's scriptures to us to work in our lives, okay? So we will never do that, but what we're going to do starting in January is offer you several tools that you can take and use, and I promise you, if you will, they will help you stay closer and closer in connection to God. If you don't want to, that's fine. That's your choice. But if you want to, here's the tools that we're going to offer as those who help. Number one, and, and this is just kind of a, an aside, but it's so important. I want to encourage you as never before in 2020 to be faithful to attendance in church. Increasingly, people are not attending church. And I think increasingly, that's part of the reason for all the problems we have in our, our culture. Because they're not hearing God's word. They're not hearing truth that can set them free. And so they're going off trying to make up their own thing. And, and on every Sunday... Every weekend, we seek to teach truth here and to worship God and to love each other and get to know each other better and be in connection with each other. And, and if you miss that on any kind of a regular basis, I'm going to tell you, that's between you and God, and it's fine. But you're going to miss out on a lot of that connectivity that God wants to give you because we really try to at least do something every week that draws us a little closer to Him. So you're missing out on one of those. Now, the other tools that we're offering. So we always have the weekend service. And hopefully it'll be good. I'm working on, ser on, on sermons for March. And my goodness, I can't wait. I wish it were March. Okay? Because I'm getting blessed. I don't know if you'll get anything out of it at all. But boy, am I getting blessed. Okay? So the thing is that uh, I want to encourage you to be faithful to church. The second thing is this. We're starting in January what we call two years of truth. And for the next two years, we're going to start in the book of Matthew, go through the New Testament, and then we're going to go to the Old Testament. But we're going to start in Matthew, and we're going to take you through the, the Bible, the New Testament. And we're going to take you through the teachings and the scriptures, and we're going to see that, that God is the greatest. That's the title of the first series in January. It's the greatest. It's the greatest birth, and it's the greatest preparation, and it's the greatest teachings, and the greatest miracles, and the greatest death, and the greatest resurrection, that all takes us up to Easter. We're going to be studying that, and along with having the teaching right through the Bible this next year, we're going to also be offering two years of truth where every day, if you sign up for it, and it's free, but if you sign up for it, you will receive a portion of God's word every day to read. And we're going to ask everyone in this church to make a commitment, and I hope we'll keep it, to start reading the Bible. And we read the New Testament all the way through, and then we're going to read the Old Testament all the way through and study through that. And we're going to, you're going to be receiving it on your phones, or you'll receive it on a, a card that you can take home if you don't use phones. Uh, but you'll have it every day, a daily reading. 
And if you and it's small. The reason we're taking two years because if you try to do it in a year, everybody end, ends up quitting by about March 30th. Okay, it's just too much to read. So we're taking just small portions. But you will read through the Bible in the next two years, and we'll study through that great book, and you'll be amazed at what God can do. And then along with that, we're going to have monthly Bible studies where we're really picking up and taking some of the truths and applying them in our lives. So we're going to have a lot of tools this next year to help us be people who are connected to God, to enhance our spiritual growth and our relationship with our God. Now, the other part of connectivity is connection with other people. And I will tell you, people are so cotton-picking hungry for that today. I was uh, in another part of the world this week, and I was in a swimming pool. And uh, I've been talking to some people, and they, we, we met them there, and they live in Ankeny. And, uh, and so, uh, so we were talking, and somehow it came up that I was a pastor. I, I didn't, but someone else told them that. So, uh, so I, after we talked for a while, had a good time talking about Iowa State and all this stuff in Iowa. Um, then uh, I, I went over in another part of the pool, and I was just swimming around and enjoying the pool. And I saw something happen. Uh, and I've seen this so many times over my life. I know I can to take it seriously. <laughs> so what happened was a guy I've never met before, his name is Jack, okay? He came away from that group, and he came over, and he stood in front of me. And uh, when that happens, you know, either something's a little weird or <laughs> you know God's up to something. And I knew God was up to something, okay? And for the next hour, we stood in the pool. And I, I'm just amazed. Someone I've never seen before in my life just moved from Florida two weeks ago up to Ankeny. And, and standing there, and he just started vomiting on me. They had to clean the pool. <laughs> he just started pouring out a story, you know, of, of just uh, so sad. He's an extremely successful man, vice president of this and president of this and uh, just, you know, but just broken. And before we were through, I had the opportunity to witness to him, and, and he said, I'm going to come to your church. Now, he's still there, but hopefully next week, and I won't introduce you to him, but hopefully he'll be here. I'd love to see him come. Not because we want more people, though that's nice too, but just because I'd love to see you minister to him. Because you know why? He said, I really need to meet some people to help me grow in my Christian faith. He needs connectivity. He needs relationship. And here he is successful, making all kinds of money from at least what he told me, but empty, lonely, almost isolated. And I'm hoping if he comes, you'll just love him to pieces. Yeah? Because that's what the church is supposed to do. See, we need to connect in relationship. Mark 12, 31 puts it this way. The second commandment, the first one was love the Lord your God with all your being. The second commandment is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jack's our neighbor, especially if he enters into our world. And we've got to love him as well as everybody else in this place and everybody else in this city who's looking for that.
Uh, Hebrews adds this. Notice it. It's so cool. Now, this is all about connectivity and relationship and the importance of it and the importance of the local church. See, there's nothing greater that's happening in the world than the church of Jesus Christ. And we get to be a part of that through faith in his son as our savior. And Hebrews tells us this. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another. See, when we come here, it's not just to get a free donut. You can afford one at Krispy Kreme. We had way too much food. Nobody should eat anything we had out there today. But boy, it's good. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it. It's a great Thanksgiving buffet. But none of us really need it. That's not why we come to church. It's why the kids come to church, but it's not why the adults come, okay? <laughs> we know how to get those kids here, you know. But, uh, boy, uh, it's so important to realize we're here to motivate each other. What are we supposed to motivate each other towards? Oh, acts of love and good works. We're, we're to be motivated as we come here to go out. See, it's not just about this little hour and 15 minutes here. It's about the whole seven days out there. And that's to motivate us to go out and live Christ and love Christ and love people and, and, and be connected with them. Because they're hungry. They're looking for somebody who genuinely, authentically cares and will love them. So he says, let us think of ways. That means you, you keep thinking of ways. You, you know, let's just keep thinking of ways. How can I motivate you? How can you motivate me? How can we motivate each other to acts of love and good works? And let us not neglect our meeting together. Sundays? Okay. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but, now watch, encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I believe that the return of the Lord is sometime in the near future. And if that's true, then that's exactly what he's talking about, because you see, people need encouragement today. I need your encouragement. You need my encouragement. We need each other. We can't live life in isolation and enjoy what God created us for. He created us to connect. He created us for relationship. And anytime we live unto ourselves, it's never enough. Never enough. So the big question about relationships is, how do we stay in consistent relationship with each other while negotiating life's real circumstances. You know the presses you have. You know the schedule you have. You know the responsibilities you have. How do we keep encouraging each other? And I'm going to recommend to you that what we're going to do this year is we're going to really, really challenge, starting in January, we're going to challenge every person in this place to be a part of what we call life groups. I've been in life groups all my, all my adult life. And I will tell you, they have been so cotton-picking encouraging to me. I have never wanted to live life alone. I've never wanted to and never have had to do ministry alone. I won't do it alone. I want to do it with a team of people 
who have the same vision, the same goal. And that's what your life group becomes. People who you get to know, you start getting involved in their lives. You start to know them, you start to love them, you start to serve each other, and you start to celebrate each other. And that's what life's all about. A group of people that I can really share my life with. And if I have a real problem, I may not share it on Sunday because i got to keep that spiritual facade up. But I can go to that group and I can tell them. And I know that if no matter what I tell them, they'll love me more after they hear it than they did before. See, that's what a life group's about. That's what relation, authentic, genuine, life-changing relationship is all about. And right now we have about 60-65% of our people in life groups, and our goal is that by January or shortly after that, that we'll have 80% of this church in life groups. Now, I want you to be praying about it. I can't force you, we won't force you to do anything, but we will offer to you excellent life groups that meet in people's homes usually or in, in offices or in coffee shops, and we just get to know each other and we love each other and we share. I can't wait to see what God's going to do through that in this next year because that's a big part of our 2020 vision is to get us connected more and more. We do that on weekend services, and I'm so glad you come. We do that in table talk time. I think it's just a real good little taste, table talk time, of what can happen in life groups. But we need each other, very much so. So during the next two years, we will pray and press toward full involvement by sometime next year. That's 90%. I don't expect the other 10% to do it. <laughs> There's always a 10% group. But we're going to seek to get 90% of our people in life groups. Do everything we can. We will, we will spiritually, lovingly guilt trip you any way we can. Okay? <laughs> to try to get you into life groups, because I promise you, once you do it from your heart, because you want to, you'll be amazed at how God uses it in your life. So remember, the, sources of authentic, the source of authentic love is God, not people. But God has created us in image to be in connectivity and in relationship. And so that's where we're going this next year, to be connected more and more and more to God. Take that more seriously than we ever have. And to be connected more and more and more to each other. More seriously than we've ever taken that before. Now, I want to close <clears throat> by telling you about our generous giving offering. And we unashamedly, we, we don't talk about money here in this church except to read you a verse of Scripture and thank you for your offerings. Because God's provided through that. And we budget accordingly and we spend accordingly what God provides. And I thank you for your faithfulness. So many are so faithful. Thank you. But this is not about supporting this church. This is about this church giving away to others. And that's what our generous giving is. Every year, we take one up in November, December. Our goal this year is $40,000, over and above what's normally given to this ministry. And only as God leads you in your heart, will it happen. In my heart, will it happen. But whatever God leads you to, and we're going to be taking that offering up between now, this morning, and Christmas Eve service. You got your little card on the table. And during that time, whatever comes in, then that's what we're going to use next year to give to ministries around this city, to help people. Uh, last, uh, last Sunday, we introduced 
single parent provision. We're hoping to give them $10,000 to help support their Christmas dinner because it is such a magnificent thing to the widows and orphans, the single moms and their kids. But it's also, it's also, we're going to, to start them being a partner with us. First time we've ever taken on a ministry as a partnership, and we want to start giving them $400 a month or another $5,000 during the course of the year uh, to, to, to start regularly supporting them and then hopefully increase that in the years to come because that's a worthy, powerful ministry. And God says when you support widows and orphans, you've done a great thing. We're glad to do it. Today, I want to just tell you very briefly about a $5,000 part of our generous giving offering. And then the next week, I'll tell you about another one, and we'll close it off the fourth week. The, the second part is we have what we call celebration services. The fifth Sunday of every quarter, we have a celebration service here. And each of those quarters, we intend to have, as we have done in June uh, and, and, and in uh, uh, the next quarter, whenever it was, November, I guess, or uh, October, whatever it was. Good. Thank you, Bob. You're great. Um, um, we we uh, have, have given, we gave 40 or 50, 40, I think it was 40 backpacks, 50 maybe, backpacks to Windsor children that had none of that. Okay, and our people did that. We want to increase that to 100 this year. And we, uh, Tim will probably be showing you a picture uh, of a family that received some of those cartons of things that you folks brought. It's so cool. We've helped so many families. But about 20 families have been clothed this year. They didn't have it through Windsor School. And, and we're going we're gonna to be showing uh, uh, hopefully 40 or 50 families next year. And we're going to use this fund. If, if we do not take care of it, this fund will help make that all happen so that we can be very generous to people in need. And we'll have another, uh, another community outreach in March also. And we're looking forward to those. So this $5,000 is to help make that kind of thing happen. And uh, boy, is that fun. It's been such a joy to see the, 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 the great, great blessings that God's given in that. So you've got an envelope. I want you to take one of these home with you. And I want you to just pray about it. Now, you can do this. Uh, you can lay it on a place and just let it be a prayer reminder. If you have a fireplace on Thursday when it's cold, you can use it to start the fireplace. It works uh, well. You know, you just light it. And, uh, or you can use it as a, a prayer piece of what God would lead you to give to an over and above generous giving offering. You're going to hear the next two weeks the other parts of this. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. So let's be in prayer about that. And we don't make a big deal of it. We just tell you about it. And then we let God lead. And whatever comes in by the Christmas Eve service this year, which is going to be tremendous, whatever comes in, that's what we'll have to use next year over and above to support in outreach to our community. Great to be with you this morning. I went nine minutes and 37 seconds over what I was supposed to do. And I'm very sorry. But we'll make it up somehow. So uh, I'm going to pray, and then I want you to enjoy table talk time, okay? You uh, have that opportunity. Father, thank you for these dear people. Thank you for the way you brought us together. Every one of us is a miracle because there's no reason any of us should be together except somehow in our lives we got into relationship and we're here today. Thank you for the way you work. Thank you for bringing us together in the name of Jesus. Guide and direct everything we do this week. May it be geared to just bring praise to your name because you are worthy. 
We thank you. We love you. Help us to stay in close connection with you and with each other. And bless this time of table talk now in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. If you're new or want to know more about our Simple Church family, you can visit us online at simple.church or by downloading our simple.church app.